Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T, to my bed crimers. I hope you guys are having a lovely day. To anybody new here, a warm welcome. Thank you for checking out the channel. Do me a favor, if you get something out of the video, smash the like button and subscribe to my channel. Now, let's dig in. People Magazine is reporting that people who knew the four slain University of Idaho students, Kaylee Gonzalez, Zana Kernodo, Ethan Chapin, Madison Mogan, are struggling to make sense of the brutal crime. The four students were done in by a masked man with a sharp object early on the morning of Sunday, November 13, 2022, at their off-campus rental home, in Moscow, Idaho. Two of the roommates were unharmed during the attack, Dylan Mortensen and Bethany Funk. According to the article, the two roommates are still reeling from their friends' untimely deaths and have been haunted by the events of that night. A friend who spoke to one of the roommates told People Magazine this, and I quote, They feel a lot of survivor's guilt. Their friends are gone, and they're still here. It's been really rough on them. They're going to be dealing with this for the rest of their lives, end quote. The article states that the arrest of suspect Brian Koberger has not provided closure to the two survivors. The friend said, and I quote, They've been interviewed by the cops about what they saw and heard, but they don't have all the answers. How could they? They are happy to be alive, but just so sad about it all, and wondering if they could have done anything differently. It's heartbreaking. End quote. I suspect that Dylan has more guilt than Bethany, because Dylan is the roommate who was closest to where her roommates died. She's the one who heard strange sounds around 4 a.m., the dog, crying, etc., and she's also the one who saw the masked man exiting the home. Because of Judge Megan Marshall's gag order, no one connected to the crime can talk publicly about the case. Thus, it sounds like Dylan may want to respond to all the criticism she's receiving for failing to dial 911 for eight hours after she saw the masked man exit the house. She can legally only talk about the crime through third parties right now, I would imagine. I still feel we're missing details about this. Little by little, though, people related to the victims seem to be leaking information. Maybe one day we'll get the full truth. More news about the Moscow case comes from KREM2 News. KREM2 obtained an agreement through a public record request with Kootenay County, Idaho. The public defender representing suspect Brian Koberger, Ann Taylor, will earn $200 per hour during her standard work week on the crime. Kootenay and Lataw County entered into an agreement regarding the defense attorney's services. In that agreement, Lataw County agreed to pay Kootenay County $200 per hour 
for the 40-hour work week. Any overtime worked outside those hours will be paid by Lataw County directly to the attorney, and they too will be paying her $200 an hour. Lataw County, where the crime took place, does not have a public defender who is qualified to handle capital cases, hence the agreement to have Taylor represent Koberger. According to the agreement, Leta wanted to establish competent defense counsel to represent Koberger and a team of attorneys who are qualified in death penalty cases. Apparently, when KREM2 News asked some local attorneys what they thought about the $200 an hour rate, they said that this is on the lower end for this type of agreement. The second attorney working on Koberger's case will be paid $180 an hour during the standard 40-hour work week. Leta also agreed to reimburse the attorneys for mileage, lodging, and meal costs. In addition, Ann Taylor's investigators will be compensated at a rate of $45 per hour. Lata County commissioners approved a draft of that agreement on February 7th, and Kootenay County approved the same agreement. Despite that, the agreement somehow went into effect on December 30th of 2022, when Brian Koberger was arrested. Perhaps that was a gentleman's or gentlewoman's agreement? I don't know. All of this points to the Lata County prosecutor likely pursuing the death penalty. Apparently, Idaho has a voluntary capital crimes defense fund to ease the burden of these cases. To access the fund, a county must meet certain criteria, one of which includes a county prosecutor must declare they will seek the death penalty no later than 30 days after the defendant enters a plea. Now, you guys may recall that Koberger is expected to enter his plea on June 26th of 2023. This means that the Lataw County prosecutor has until the end of July to officially pursue the death penalty against Brian Koberger. That's all for today on this case. Do me a favor, smash the like button, subscribe to my channel, leave me a comment, and if you want to download my episodes, you can do it over on Spotify under the name Carnage Street. I'll see you next time.